This is Let's Talk to Lucy, starring Lucille Ball. A very warm welcome to you all. I'm Gary Morton, and now, Let's Talk to Lucy. Hi, this is Lucy, and my guest today is Donald O'Connor, who can best be described as an absolute bundle of talent. Show business is Donald's heritage. His family were vaudevillians, and Donald joined the act dancing the black bottom at the age of 13 months. How about that? He was starring in Hollywood films before he was old enough to vote. From television, he has received the coveted Sylvania Award as well as the Emmy. He has played concert tours and leading nightclubs around the world, a veteran of every phase of show business, this young man. But there's also another Donald O'Connor who composes serious music, writes short stories, plays excellent golf, and has been quietly doing a great deal to help combat the growing problem of juvenile delinquency. Donald, my boy, thank you for being with us today. Well, thank you. That sounded wonderful. I hope I can follow that. <laughs> I'm sure you can. You've been following it for years. And right here and now, Donald, may I have your presence for the next few days? Well, of course you can. Because I have a lot to talk to you about. I love you very much, Donald, and I want my listeners to know you as I do. So I know it's going to be a wonderful three or four day session, okay? It sounds wonderful to me. Good. Here we go. Now then, Donald the Little Boy. It's been written in some magazines and everything, but let's just recap for a while. You really were kind of born in a trunk, weren't you? Yes. Well, the no, well fortunately, I was, I was uh, the only child out of seven that was actually born in a hospital. I don't know why. I guess my mother was doing a benefit there at the time. <laughs> uh, but you might say I was actually prenatal, my first appearance on the stage, because mother always worked right up until the time she had the children. Really? Oh, yes. Yes. As I say, I was the only child that was born in the hospital in Chicago. But you didn't do a benefit before you left. I think we did. We must have. We had to <laughs> do something in order to pay the bill. Where are you from, Donald? Chicago. And uh, where did you... Uh, make your home after Chicago, always on the road, and then where? Yeah, well, being in vaudeville, of course, we used to have our various headquarters, like New York, Chicago, and um, Hollywood. Uh -huh. Those were the three major places. Then we used to play the Southern Circuit, the Central Circuit, and the Northern Circuit. Until at what age did you finally get a house, a home? Well, let's see. The first time that we actually had a house was in 1940, when my mother bought a house in Studio City. Uh-huh. She's still living there in the same house. And um, up until that time, of course, we were still traveling on the road until my mother had retired. And then my niece, Patsy, she went to uh, Fox Studio, and she was going to be the second Shirley Temple and all of that. <laughs> and I tell you, everybody, uh, they, they kept retiring all the time. And, of course, we were known as the O'Connor family. And I wound up with my brother Jack and I doing the act. <laughs> and it sounded kind of silly. Yeah, on the marquee, the O'Connor family, and just two fellas show up. I have um, such a different picture of Donald O'Connor, I'm afraid, the, than most people have that have only seen you perform. You know, I know about your wonderful family now, the, of your own family. How many children is it now? I have four children. I have a daughter by a previous marriage. Uh -huh. And, of course, Alicia, seven, and uh, Freddie is four, and Kevin will be uh, three. Are Kevin you a good my... father, Donald? I don't know. The kids seem to like me. There isn't too much of a problem. <laughs> I, didn't, I don't particularly care for them today. <laughs> Why? What happened? Well, uh, they woke me up at 5 o'clock this morning. We got in rather late last night. And I think that uh, 
Kevin was singing the bell song from Lock Me, <laughs> and he just wouldn't go back to sleep. You know, if I hit him or anything, they, they just laugh at me. <laughs> I have no control of them, over them whatsoever. Is your, does your wife have control over them? Oh, yeah, she's a wonderful mother. She certainly is intuitive. a beautiful girl. Yeah, but she has an intuitive thing about her that um, it makes her quite unusual, I guess, from other mothers. I, I look Why? at it that way, anyhow. Why? Well, she's so, she's so tolerant, she's so patient, and... Uh, she really enjoys the little kids around, doesn't she? She really... She really, she does. Frolics and, with them. And she's like a kid herself. Yeah. She, I noticed she her up in Vegas uh, playing with them, you know, day after day, just having an absolute ball with them. She's a beautiful woman. She is. She idolizes you. She really worships you. Everything you do, she approves of. Well, I hope so. She does, Donald. Every well. conversation I've ever had with Gloria, sometimes I could take you over my knee and spank you, you know. Well, I but not Gloria. Gloria thinks everything you do is just great. Now then. <laughs> um, Pardon me for laughing. Why? Huh? Well, <laughs> I was just thinking, looking at, I was getting that picture of you taking me over your knee. <laughs> I could do it, son. I could do it. I've been looking around here at these barbells and things. I think you could. <laughs> I keep in pretty good shape with my show, just like you do. Speaking of shows, I did a pilot with you once. That pilot was done in what is called a period. Yes. A period piece. And you approve, I mean, you really want to do period stuff in your act in, in nightclubs I noticed that it's you know the the way you're dressed and the the uh, songs you sing it's a nostalgic whatever always and I love you for it but why do you think some people that buy shows say that they don't think the average American public care for period pieces I don't agree with them at all but why do you think they ever say that to us Gee, I don't know, Lucy. I think, uh, as you well know, that if you have one successful show, like yours will say, there has to be ten more just like it. Yeah, but look and at it's... Music Man and uh, all of the Americana shows, uh, Life with Father, and all the things that have been the greatest hits in America. I'll bet if we took a poll, we asked for letters, that most of them, 95% of them, would be for period things, nostalgia, Americana, all the things that we're talking about, the great music and the turn of the century stuff that you love to do and I adore. I think so. You see, when I go out and work before the public, since I was born in show business and raised in it naturally, there's a great nostalgia for me. And uh, when I try to work with the things that I think I can do best, and then, of course, I update it with a few things, naturally, to keep up with the times. But, uh, but most of the things I do are predicated upon how I grew up in the business. And mm -hmm. that, of course, is with old-timers. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I usually use standards that people are familiar with. But I don't know. This idea of a, of a period thing for uh, television, um, yeah, that is a very, very difficult thing to say. I know the pilot that we made was just sensational. Sure I was. was happy with it, you were happy with it and everything, but that's part of the business, you know. Uh, in the selection of these uh, properties, what they, what they want to put on the tube. I loved it. I'm well, very sick about it. Maybe someday we'll be able to do it. In the meantime, but, I suppose you're on to bigger and better things. Oh, for heaven's sake, our time is up today. Now, you promise you'll be back tomorrow, maybe the next day? I'll be back. Okay. I have been talking to Mr. Donald O'Connor, Mr. Show Business. We'll be back tomorrow, friends. Bye for now. Hi, this is Lucy, and again today, my guest is Mr. Donald O'Connor, 
a young man I'm very, very fond of. Yesterday, we talked about Donald's showbiz heritage, his early beginnings. He told me that he was the father of four. He told me about his beautiful wife. And we also talked about um, what he would like to do in the business and what I would like to have him do and what he is doing, and we're going to continue with that today. Donald, hi. Hi. How you doing, Lucy? I'm full of all kinds of things to talk to you about today. Are you? Yes. Let's get a picture of your home today. All right. Tell us where you live and tell us how you acquired this house. I happen to know about it, but I want my listeners to. I know that it's a famous, the famous home of a very famous moving picture star. Yes, it, it formerly belonged to Joan Crawford. Joan Crawford. Oh, yeah. Who added about 22 or 23 rooms from time to time. <laughs> this house just kept going and going and going. And I, I tell you, it's a beautiful, beautiful home. And of course, she has impeccable taste, you know. She's a fantastic woman. I was quite surprised that she sold it because I believe that she was the only owner of this house. That's right. And it, I think it started as a seven-room home or something yes. like that. And now there's something like 28 rooms. What do you do in, in all those rooms? Have you got them all? Believe it or not, we use them all. Really? Yes, the kids chase me, we use them all. <laughs> uh, it's a very functional house because it's not built like the old-fashioned homes. The rooms are small. Uh -huh. They're actually small, and we use them. Uh, the only room that we don't use is the formal dining room. That's rather large. That's, it's very large, and I uh -huh. always feel like I've got to put on tails in order to go in there and have something to eat. <laughs> well, why don't you make a bowling alley out of it? We or could. a rehearsal hall? I could, but I hate to ruin those floors. Yeah, but, but it's a beautiful home in Brentwood, and I was quite surprised that Joan sold it because she was so, so in love with it. But I'm very fortunate that uh, she, um, she did want to sell it. See, uh, we were living in a smaller home, and of course, Gloria was going to have the next child, and uh, we needed a larger place, and fortunately, we bought it furnished. Really? Everything and move right in. Furnished? Yeah, that's right. Uh, give me a picture, Donald, of your average day at home. You have very few days, I would think, being on the road so much. But when you are home, what do you do? I know you try to sleep in the morning, and that's impossible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, what else? Do you ever stay home a whole day? Oh, yes, definitely. It's hard to do, I know. It is, particularly if you come off the road or something like that, you're all charged up and your hours are all uh, changed around. And then you instance. have interviews like this. But anyway, <laughs> try to think of once when you've been home for a whole day. Well, I, I usually find that I can't just simply sit in a chair and uh, read a book after I come off of the road. I've got to do something. So I usually start with whatever comes to my mind, like writing, you know. What do you write? Stories and music? I write stories, and uh, I usually write about the people I've met in various circumstances, and sometimes it's true, and sometimes I, I fantasize and, uh -huh. and think and write about what I think the situations and the people involved might uh, get into. What do you do with these stories? Do you sell them? Or you I just... put them in the trunk. <laughs> this way, I never have to be worried about critics. <laughs> Donald, you're not afraid of anything, critics or anything else. Oh, I don't know. I no. just did that thing with Fluffy. I told, did I t I told you about that, didn't Can I? Can we talk about that? I don't see why not. That sounds marvelous. Well, it's, it's pretty interesting. Now, Fluffy I... is a series, we hope. I hope. And, it, and Fluffy is? Uh, Fluffy is a 625-pound lion. A what? 625-pound lion. Lion? Yeah, and this is, it's very funny. Um, I've been, you know, being raised on, in vaudeville and on circuses and things. But one thing that my mother would always beat the kids, you know, if they got near the cages or anything. Sure. 
But this is a fantastic animal, and he's been trained beautifully. And have you ever heard of feeding a lion raw meat out of your hand? No, sir. Well, this is how you get to know each other. I would say, quite well, and too here, well. My hand is perspiring, you know, and the meat is sliding off and everything. <laughs> and, he, and the lion is so wonderful, he just nibbles at the meat. He's afraid he's going to bite you. You see, the, the trainer told me, Ralph Helper, uh, told me that uh, he doesn't know he's a lion. Oh. And I'm just waiting for the day that he finds out. <laughs> I don't want to be around. Is it... Uh, all with the lion? Is it? It's it with the lion and various other animals. I also work with a little chimp. Oh dear. And uh, this is a sweetheart, Judy. Yeah, but I'd be more afraid of the chimp than the lion. Really? Yes, I, I had an experience with a chimp that I don't want to go into again. Well, don't tell me about it. No, I won't, Donald. Okay. I won't ever tell you about it. But working with this lion is really fantastic. How long did you work with uh, Fluffy? Is that the real name of the line? Well, yes. You see, Tony Tony Randall made the picture Fluffy, which hasn't been released yet. Oh. And then uh, they liked it so well, they felt uh, for a proposed television series, it might be very, very good. So we did the pilot on it. Sounds wonderful. It's a, a very interesting idea. It's very, you know, it's similar to those things I used to make with Francis. The horse. And, uh, the mule. The mule. Yeah. <clears throat> the horses. That's right. A different color. Right. This. Uh, this mule, the, if they had done the same thing with the mule years ago, it would have been wonderful if they had taken that and made the series out of it. Uh-huh. Uh, but they couldn't get together with, um, I don't know, somebody, so that whole crew, Arthur Lubin and the rest of them, went over and made Mr. Ed. Mm -hmm. But I think they're very smart in this respect. It's a different type of show. I don't know of anybody else on television that's working with a lion. How old is, is uh, Fluffy? Seven. Seven years, and mm -hmm. he doesn't know he's a lion yet. Not yet. You think perhaps any day he might come upon this knowledge and you don't want to be around, right? <laughs> I, I, I ain't going to be there. Listen, what else I, does he do <laughs> besides eat meat out of your hand? He has seven different growls, mm -hmm. and you have to know what mood he's in. Mm -hmm. Now, he's been trained psychologically, you see. He's what never... do you mean by that, Donald? Well, he was analyzed when he was a kid. And... <laughs> What was the consensus of opinion? <laughs> that he was pretty neurotic. Uh-huh. You have to be to be in this business. Yes. But anyway, <clears throat> uh, he was never trained with a chair or a pole like you ordinarily do, or beaten or anything like that. They just hit him with a big hunk of meat, right? That's it. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting. What else now with the seven growls? Have you heard oh, yeah. the one that you're supposed to uh, I've veer heard, away from? I've heard three of them so far. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm waiting for the other four. I don't know... <laughs> What's the difference in the growls? Well, see, some that he likes you, like he purrs like a kitten. That's one type of growl. And then there's another one where he doesn't want to be fooled around with, or one that he doesn't want to work uh, at all. And it was very funny when they first brought, we were up in the rehearsal hall, and Ralph brought the lion in. And he said, after he was there for about 15 minutes, the lion went over and went to sleep in the corner. And uh, Ralph said, well, I think this is going to be all right. He likes you. And I guess if he didn't like me, they would have gotten somebody else for the television show. Ah, now you've been through all kinds of things, haven't you? Yeah, I can see myself for five years going to work scared every morning. You know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a, a wreck. Well, this is possible, but it sounds wonderful. And I have a lot of things to ask you tomorrow, so you'll be sure and be here on time, okay? I'll try. Yes, Lucy, I'll be here if you want me. All right, I have been talking to the incomparable Donald O'Connor. Well, I have enjoyed today, and I hope you have. Please be with us again tomorrow. See you then. Are you loving Let's Talk to Lucy? Then you have a real treat in store for you. A new episode is being released every week on the SXM app and wherever you listen to podcasts.